And um, it'll go for about four weeks, so I want to encourage you to come and be a part of that. Because, you know, during this time, everybody's starting to make resolutions. I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do this, and they're always promising something I'll quit. I believe there's about four things that we, that we as believers need to quit in our lives. Okay? So let me encourage you to be here for a part of that today. Go to Luke chapter 1. Now, Pastor Ted gave you that. You should have already been there. <laughs> Luke chapter 1, starting in verse 26. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to the city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. When she saw him, she was troubled by his words and considered in her mind what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Listen, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the, son of the highest, and the Lord will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and, his kingdom, and of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I do not know a man? The angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, the Holy One who will be born will be called the Son of God. Listen, your cousin Elizabeth has also conceived a son in her old age and is in the sixth month with and is in and this is the sixth month with her who was declared barren. For with God, nothing will be impossible. And Mary said, I am the servant of the Lord. May it be unto me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. Folks, as we are in this series called A Supernatural Christmas, I want us to think back on these verses. Mary was just an ordinary girl. There was nothing special about Mary. She was a girl who lived, who did everything just like we did. Uh, I will, she was not a sinless person. Come on. Just because she was a virgin doesn't mean she was sinless. <laughs> And so she was somebody who was just like us in every way. And, and, and when the, the angel came to her, and this story starts to lay out a situation for you and I to pick up something. Because the angel came to her and said, I am going to do something. There is something miraculous going to happen to you. Something miraculous going to happen through you. And why do I believe we can take away from Mary's story is how we can position ourselves to receive a miracle. Because she had to get in position to receive this miracle. She had to be a devout woman. She had to be at the right place at the right time. And I believe that 
and like I said, she wasn't, a, she was a nobody. No, she wasn't anybody of fame. She wasn't anybody that anybody would, would stand out to anyone. And see, you say, well, why's that important? Because we aren't either. Sometimes we get it in our mind that, who am I? That I can believe God for a miracle. Why would God ever do a miracle for me? Because God wants to use the nameless. He wants to use the faceless. He wants to use other people than the ones that stand up in front of churches every day because he wants to do miracles in your life. And Mary showed us how to position ourselves. The first thing you have to believe about yourself is what Mary had to believe about herself. She had to believe that she was favored by God. Give me water, please. She had to believe she was favored by God. Go back to verse 28. It said, and the angel came to her and said, Greetings, you are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But the angel said, Do not be, in verse 30, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor. See, the first thing, if we're going to ever really believe that we can receive a miracle, we're going to have to get past the point where we remember everything we've done in the past, everything that's happened, how our lives have been messed up, how I've made bad choices, I've made bad mistakes, I've thought this and I've thought that, and I, I can't, I just, why in the world would God ever choose me? Because God likes to choose people who wouldn't ever be stand, would ever stand out to everybody else. And so he found this little girl... And we, we might say, a little girl, they say that she was anywhere between 14 and 16. A young woman, engaged to be married, and all of a sudden, an angel comes to her. She said, I'm just going to marry Joseph. We're going to have a good life. Everything's going to be good. I'm just going to settle into Nazareth here, and we're just going to have a good life together, and that's, that's it. But God had something bigger in store for her. And I don't know what you know about yourself or what you think you know about yourself or what you understand about yourself or how much you try to put yourself down. You have got to believe. If you need a miracle in this place, you have got to believe that God favors you as much as he does anyone. And as much as he favored Mary, he favors you. He's got you in his sights. And that Greek word for favor like used here, is only used two times in the Bible. It's only used two times. <coughs> it's the word charitou. Go to Ephesians chapter 1. <laughs> the, this is where the other place where this word is used. It's this word right here. To the praise of the glory of His grace by which He made us accepted in the beloved the only other time the same word for favor is used is used here and translated as accepted see you have to know this about yourself that God has accepted you that not only did you accept God but he said I accept you for who you are for what you are no matter what you're gone through I am accepting you, you have found favor in my eyes and because I have accepted you, you can receive a miracle. Because he said, with God, nothing is impossible. But if you walk around talking about how bad you were, how awful you were, 
well, God can't forgive me because I've done X, Y, Z. And you need to let that stuff go. Because the Word says that He has accepted you into the Beloved. He has the redemptive. This redemption has nothing to do with you. <laughs> the favor that Mary found really wasn't on her. It was because God put favor on her. He, and the only two times that word, this word charitu is used is right here. Accepted. You're always going to struggle to receive miracles in your life until you settle the fact that you are accepted by God. Man, what a Christmas message. That God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes, he came down, wrapped himself in human skin, wrapped himself, stripped himself of all his glory and said, I accept humanity. Mm. And because of that, you and I today are in line for a miracle. So the praise to, of the glory of his grace by which he has made us accepted. If you don't believe you're accepted by God, I don't know why you couldn't believe you're accepted by God. I just can't believe that. Why? You don't know what I've done. But he knows what you've done. And he knew what you did way before you ever did it. And yet he still chose to come. He still chose to be born in a manger. He still chose to live his life. He still chose to go to a cross. He still chose to resurrect. And he still chose to invite you into the throne of heaven. And he chooses you today. And your miracle is waiting for you to accept the fact that you're accepted and you are favored. What if Mary would have never believed that she was favored? Oh, no, you can't. Angel, you've got to be talking about somebody else. You're not talking about me. I'm just this little girl from Nazareth. I'm nothing special. No, no, go find somebody else. We don't think of this stuff. Mary had to accept it. Remember what she said back in Luke. She said, as you spoke, let it be done to me. She had to accept this. She had to accept that assignment. She had to accept that promise. She had to accept that miracle. But she first had to accept that she was favored. She first had to accept that she... What if she hadn't? What would, what would humanity look like now? Well, God would have done it another way. But when? But how? But who? I don't know. I just can't believe that God picks me. Except for verses like this that says he has made us. He made us accepted. We can't make ourselves accepted. There's nothing you can do to make yourself acceptable to God. So what we do then is we just have to come before him in all of our rotten glory and say, hey, this is me, man. This is what you get. He said, good, I'll take it. And then I'll give you miracles, and I'll give you wonders, and I'll give you things that seem impossible with man. But as long as you remember, nothing is impossible with God. Nothing is impossible. Hmm. Go to Proverbs chapter 8. 
Proverbs chapter 8. Look what he says. For whoever finds me finds life and will obtain favor of the Lord. But I feel unworthy. God's favor doesn't, feel, doesn't go by what you feel. If you found him, you found favor. And if you found favor, you found the first thing that you need to just accept a miracle. <laughs> That's all you need. He has, he has made us accepted. Cheritu, the favor of God. Let's look at that word favor for a minute. The word favor means kind regard. It means support, defense, disposition to aid, the friend, promote, to justify, advantage, convenience, afford for success. This is what God says about you. He makes you able to afford success, mm. to regard with kindness or to wish success, to encourage. I love this last part. To make it easy. The favor of God that's on you makes things easy. To make easy, to be free from difficulty. Folks, there's too many believers walking around defeated because they think that God doesn't love them. They think, how can God accept me? I can't accept me. I can't accept what I've done. I can't accept what I've been through. I can't accept all this stuff in my life. And here I am, Christmas time, the miraculous time of year, and I can't find my miracle. It's because you have yet to find the fact that you are favored by God. You are accepted by God. That when you are one of God's favorites, oh, then you'll be able to do the great things in your life. One of the biggest things missing in people is confidence. <laughs> One of the biggest things missing in people is confidence. And it's the confidence that God loves them just for being them. And so with that, I don't know. Can I really? Now, I don't know what you're believing God for here. I don't know what you're trusting God for, but I'm telling you there's miracles waiting on you. And there's miracles, and, and one of the things they're waiting on is for you to realize you deserve them. <laughs> you deserve them. Well, I don't deserve a miracle. Why don't you? You're one of God's favorites. That's what favor means, right? You're one of God's favorites. Why don't you deserve the miracle you're believing for? Why don't you deserve the hope you've been waiting for? Why don't you deserve that thing that's been so far way off in the distance and you've been praying about it and calling it in and calling it in and praying about it? Why don't you deserve Because of this, this, and this. But you've got Jesus. All that old stuff is dead. That's gone. That's not you anymore. That's disappeared, long gone. Now you're a favorite. Even Jody. Proverbs chapter 8. For the fountain of life pours into you every time that you find me. Proverbs 8.35. This is the secret of growing in the delight of the Lord and the favor of the Lord. Well, God's just not a genie in the sky where you just rub it. I don't, I don't use God for miracles, Brent. No, say it again. I don't use him for miracles. He just does them. Why? Because he loves me. 
Why? Because he wants me to have them. Why? Dr. Ruth, am I wrong? We're his favorites. She says, I am. Let me tell you, you want to get a hold of this? Hang out with her for a, for a day or two. Am I lying, Brent? I mean, uh, Greg? <laughs> she believes in princess parking. Listen, there ain't no rules here today. You deserve what everything that heaven has. And you're not using God. We're not just using God as this genie in the sky. He expect he if he put favor on you he accepted you and now you have the rights to everything that heaven has we can't you can't separate god from his favor and the favor of the lord is what brings miracles well i don't have the right to expect nothing from god yes you do you have every right to expect God to be exactly who he said he'd be. You have the right to expect God to do exactly what he said he would do. You have the right to expect God to pour favor on you because he has made you accepted in the beloved. You have every right to accept this and expect this. Yeah, but that makes me awful arrogant. No, it doesn't. It's just what he said. When, when, when we read that Proverbs again, I want to read that again. I want to read it using the definition of favor, though. Look what he says. Whoever finds me finds life eternal and obtains my kindest regards, my support, my defense, my vindication, I am disposed now to aid you, befriend you, and promote and justify you. I wish only success to you. Now I afford you the convenience. Now I afford you the convenience to succeed. I encourage you to succeed, and I will make it easy for you. Why in the world do we sit back and struggle? You say, well, you added a whole lot to Scripture there. No, I added nothing to Scripture there. I used the definition of the word favor. I didn't take anything away from Scripture or add anything to it. Because that's the first thing people want to say. Well, you're just adding to the Scriptures. You can get what you want out of it. No, that's just the definition of the word. They understood what this definition meant. Back that to the beginning of that, Bobby. Whoever finds me finds life eternal and obtains my kindest regards. This is how God feels about you right now. This is what Christmas is. This is a time of miracles. It obtains my kindest regards, my support, my defense, and my vindication. I am disposed now to aid you. Hmm befriend you, promote you, justify you. I wish only success to you. I now afford you the convenience to succeed. I encourage you to succeed. And I will make it easy for you. Whoever finds him finds this. And I look around the room this morning of how many people have found him. And I'll tell you this, miracles 
are yours if you'll just believe this is how much he loves you. That this is what he wants for you. Everybody talks about this is a time of miracles, this Christmas season. Every day with the believer, Steve, is a time of miracles. Every day. <laughs> and his favor. Go to Jeremiah chapter 29. Let me show you how, how much God loves you, Idra. Jeremiah 29, verse 11. For I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord, plans of peace and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. What did Mary teach us? Mary taught us how to position ourselves for miracles. And the first position you need to get in is you have to be able to receive the fact that you are loved by God, accepted by God, favored by God, chosen by God, accepted by God. And all of a sudden, when you understand that, it becomes a whole lot easier to believe for the things you thought were impossible. Next thing we have to do is not only position ourselves by the acceptance of favor, <laughs> you've got to have faith in God's Word. Luke 1, 38, back to Mary. Romans tells us that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, Romans 10, 17. Look what Mary said here. I am the servant of the Lord, Luke 1, 38. I am the servant of the Lord. May it be unto me according to your word. She had to accept the word that was given to her. Folks, if you want to believe for miracles, you've got to understand God's words and his promises are found in that word that you hold in your hands, on your tablets, on your phones, whatever. You've got to learn to accept that what he says is the truth. And if he promises it in there, well, what does he promise? Well, Philippians said he'll supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. <laughs> Philippians tells me that I should have the mind of Christ that I should be thinking like Jesus to think like him means you act like him to act like him means you've accepted your position in him Ephesians tells me that I'm seated together with Christ in heavenly places but if I don't believe the word miracles are always going to be hard to find they're always going to be hard to find go to Romans chapter 4 mm. You've got to accept God's word as truth in your own life. Romans chapter three, uh, 4, verse 3. What does the scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him for righteousness. Jump down to verse 18. And against all hope, he believed in hope, that he might become the father of many nations according to what was spoken. So shall your descendants, descendants be. What was Abraham believing? What was spoken over him. What do you and I have to start believing? We have to start believing what the Word says. We have to, well, I don't know what the Word says. Then you need to get it out, dust it off, open it up, and find out what that Word says. Because that Word holds your miracles. That Word holds the things you've been believing for. The promises you've been hoping for. He says, verse uh, 19, 
and not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body now dead, but when he was about a hundred years old, nor the deadness of Sarah's womb. I'm a hundred and I'm going to have a kid? Okay. Wait, she's 99 and we're going to produce a child? Okay. Sometimes it sounds so outrageous. Sometimes the Word of God can sound so outrageous. But if we're just crazy enough to believe it, we're crazy enough to believe that He loves me this much and He put this much in me, how in the world can I not? Verse 20, He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God and being fully persuaded that what God promised, he was able to perform. Maybe that's our problem, Emily. We're not fully persuaded yet. We're not fully persuaded that God really means what he says. Maybe my miracles are waiting because I've yet to be fully persuaded that I can have them. Maybe I've yet to believe that God chose me. He accepts me. He shows me favor. Verse 21 again. And being fully persuaded that what God had promised, he was able to perform. See, but how I know what God's promised, Brent, if I don't know what the Word says. If I don't go to where his Word is, how will I know what's promised to me? We're walking around here trying to claim promises that we have no foundation for. But if you got it in the Word, Idra, it's yours. Go to John chapter 1. Well, what's the Word? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. You know what you can't do? You can't separate God from His Word. You can't separate God from His Word. Yeah, but that was written by men. It was. Fully breathed on by the Holy Spirit, and they wrote what, the, what God began to say to them. He was in the beginning with God, so the Word is a person. Oh, He was in the beginning with God. All things were created through Him, through who? The Word. And without the Word, Him, nothing was created that was created. So, but yeah, but that's, he's talking about Jesus, I know. And right here you can find Him. <laughs> Right here is where you find him. And right here is where you find the promises you're, what you're believing for. And right here is where you find the miracles. And if he wrote it down, you've got to be crazy enough to believe it. That this word is the truth. And that he's not lying to you. And it's been there. And he's always going to be there. And he's always going to perform what he says he's going to perform. Isaiah chapter 40. Thank you, Lord. Mary showed us a lot about how to get a miracle. Isaiah 40. But even though, verse 8, but even though grass withers and the flower fades, the word of God stands strong forever. The word of God stands strong. Folks, this is a time for miracles. And I believe as we're moving in to a whole new season, I believe we're going to be a people of miracles.
We're going to see miracles. We're believing for great things, Greg. Believing for great things. But you know what it's going to take? It's going to take us positioning ourselves. What, how do I position myself? I come to the fact and I wrestle all those other thoughts away and I start believing that I'm worthy of it. That I'm worthy of these miracles. Because he has shown me favor. He has, listen, you know what the word says? With him, there's no respect for persons. He's not going to favor one and not favor them all. There, we know, well, why didn't he favor all these women to have Jesus? Well, because only one could do it. But we have to position ourselves. And the first position is you have to believe that you're accepted, that you're loved, that you are favored by God. And then you're going to have to believe that the Word, if you have never had a time in your life of diving into God's Word, make this year coming the time that you dive in, you get it, you read it, you, you eat it, you devour it, you consume it, and see what comes out. Because there's miracles, there's promises waiting on you that are there just to be discovered. That's why it's Wednesdays is called Deep Dives. Some things have to be discovered. The last scripture I want to give you today is Psalms 119. We're going to read the whole chapter. No, we're not. Some of you who've never looked at Psalms 119 doesn't realize how many verses that has. <laughs> Verse 89. Standing firm in the heaven and fastened to eternity is the word of God. Your faithfulness flows from one generation to the next. All that you created sits firmly in place to testify of you. By your decree, everything stands at attention. For all that you have made serves you. Because your words are my deepest delight. Mm. I don't give up when all else was lost. Well, how do I get past the sense of hopelessness? Don't give up on the Word. Let the Word be your delight. I love verse 93. I can never forget the profound revelations you've taught me, for they have kept me alive more than once. <laughs> His Word will keep you alive. Lord, I'm all yours. You're my Savior. I have sought to live my life pleasing to you. Even though evil men wait in ambush to kill me, I will set my heart before you to understand more of your ways. I have learned that there is nothing perfect in this imperfect world except your words. Hmm. For they bring me, for they bring such fantastic freedom into my life. See, what Mary taught us in this Christmas story is you position yourself for a miracle by believing that you are worthy of it. That God loves you enough that he wants to do it for you. And then you take the word and you find that promise and you bite like a dog on a bone. And you don't give up on that word because it will do such fantastic things in your life. And then that just leads us to another supernatural Christmas. Miracles are yours. 
But are we willing to do what it takes to give them? Let me tell you something. Believing that you're worthy of it, that's hard. It's hard. Why? Because I remember every bad thing I've ever done. I can tell God every reason why he shouldn't accept me. You know what? how many of those he listens to? None of them. None of them. You know what? Every time you go before him, you say, yeah, but God, do you remember this? You know what he says? Nah. Nope, I don't remember it either. And just like Mary, you have found favor. Charity, acceptance in God's sight. Amen? I hope your day is filled with family and laughter. I hope you, I hope you hurt your sides you laugh so hard today. I hope this day brings you more joy than you can see, that you're overran with your kids and grandkids. I hope that this day just pours more into you than you've ever imagined.